Hello and welcome, you're listening to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany Wright. Hello and welcome back to Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie with me, Bethany. We are on episode number 32 and we are all in the midst of getting ready to go to summer camp. We're in May, it's very exciting and summer is upon us. So I am going to be talking about something that not many people talk about and it's about the preparation stage. Now with the preparation stage, I am not talking about gathering documents or any of that rubbish. I am literally talking about how do you prepare for an adventure like this? How do you prepare on leaving your home country and essentially living somewhere else for three months? What can you personally do to set yourself up for success so that you're not just flustered and scrambling at the last minute and how can you enjoy this process? Because it's all part of a process of going on an adventure like working abroad, like working at summer camp. So I'm going to call this getting your adult on. You're going to be adulting, you're going to be figuring stuff out, you're going to get stuff done, okay? So you're going to have to remember that even though you're preparing to go away, you need to remember that you're going to come home too. And let's focus on preparing yourself to come home, essentially, so that you're organized um, and you're not like saying, oh, I wish, like, we're not saying that's future Bethany's problem, right? That's future, insert your name's problem. Set yourself up for success for everything, okay? So first things first, you've been placed at a camp. You've either gone to the embassy if you're going to the States or your paperwork's all sorted if you're going elsewhere. And you have like these niggling questions that you just can't find the answers for. Just contact your summer camp. Reach out. They are the experts in your camp. No question is too silly. If you are losing sleep over an unanswered question, that's silly. Not being embarrassed to ask a question. Contact your camp, contact whoever the person is at your camp that has said, you know, email me, contact X or returning employees that maybe they've given you access to or that you found online. Like, contact them with any questions, big or small. And they'll be able to help you. It's as simple as that. Don't be embarrassed for asking questions. Second of all, I would say prepare your paperwork. Make sure you have all the paperwork ready for your travels. So double check that you have completed all the forms that you need to. Make sure that all the information is up to date. Make sure your name is typed correctly and it matches your passport. Make sure you have all the documents proper documentation and make sure that you print it off. This one, especially in the digital age that we now live in, is a step that many people forget about. They're like, well, I've got all the documents on my phone. It's fine. I always have my phone on me. But 
when you get to immigration, they most border control will not accept your phone as having the documents. You have to have a paper copy or the original copy with you in your hand luggage because you actually go to immigration border control before you get your checked luggage back. So make sure all of your paperwork, stuff that you need to get into the country is in your hand luggage. I always make digital copies and keep them on a device as well. Plus, I actually email all of these important documents to a member of my family so that they have a copy as well. So if, God forbid, knock on wood, if anything gets stolen or if you actually can't get back into your email or if anything goes wrong, at least somebody else has a copy of it be it a family member, a trusted friend, whoever you think is your person of contact in an emergency, they're the best people to have copies of all of these important documents. So that is my top tip about paperwork. The third thing that I would suggest that you do before arriving at camp is connect with any staff online. If you have been given like maybe you've been given people that you're going to live with, or maybe you've been given other people that you're going to be doing the job with. Like if you get this information, use it, make a great first impression. I know I've harped on this before in past episodes, but I'm going to say it because it's relevant. Get to know who you're living with, get to know the people you'll be working alongside all summer because they will become your support system. They will become your family. And why wait to start that relationship? If you're given that information before you arrive, use it, okay? Another thing I would suggest when getting your adult on, when you're preparing for an adventure, is tell your bank that you are leaving the country and tell them approximately how long you'll be gone for. There is nothing worse than getting your funds frozen because the bank thinks it's fraud. If they know that you are in fact abroad and charges are coming from a different continent, it won't set off alarm bells. They'll be like, oh, they're using they're using their funds. That's fine. We know it's them. I unfortunately did not do this the first time I traveled to the States and got my account um, blocked. They wouldn't let me do any purchases and I had to like call my parents to go into the branch in my hometown and be like, she's currently in America, she's working abroad, she needs access to these funds, Um, please, 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 can you unfreeze it? I had to get on, I think it was a Skype call at the time because we didn't have Zoom or FaceTime then, it was 2013. And I had to explain, hi, here, I'm in Pennsylvania. Yes, I am booking. I am going on a trip once from here. I'm back in the country in September. And they were like, okay, you verified everything. That's great. And they they unfroze it for me, which was great, but it was a hassle. And I had to do that during my free time. And instead of being out in camp and during summer camp life, on my free time, I was in the counselor's lounge trying to figure this out. So to avoid any hassle, tell the bank that you are leaving the country. This next one, you might think to yourself, oh, I never thought about that. Like, 
it just comes out my bank. But think about all the subscriptions. I feel like everything in my life is a subscription, like my streaming services, my gym membership, um, just my phone bill to a point. Like I have tons and tons and tons of subscriptions. And you really need to think to yourself, do I need this subscription service whilst I'm away? Will it even work in the country that I'm going? It doesn't matter if what it is for, are you actually going to use it on your travels? Or is it just money coming out of your account every month for no reason whatsoever? Answer that question now. Think about it. Can you freeze it? Can you cancel it? Whatever you need to do to stop that amount of money coming out of your bank every month. Because think about it. It definitely adds up. Think about that gym subscription that you're not even going to be in the country to use. It's not even like there's another branch like somewhere else if you like share it between your uni and where your parents are from. Like it's nothing like that. So think about it. What is there anything you can cancel? Is there anything you can freeze? For instance, when I go to summer camp, I freeze my gym membership. I freeze a handful of streaming services and I knock it down to the basic things um, because I'm like, oh, I might use it whilst I'm there, but I'm not too sure. Just check before you say, yes, I will use it on my days off, etc. Check, does it work in the country I'm going to? I remember the first time, again, I went and worked a summer abroad. I was using like my parents' Virgin Media account for streaming services. And I was like, okay, I set up everything recording. I can access my, uh, like my recordings over there. And when I tried to open the app in America, it said, the lo- um, you cannot use this in this location. You cannot use this app in this location. And I was like, uh, what? And I had to basically, I didn't, I didn't have any entertainment. I didn't have any entertainment. So this was before like streaming services were a thing. Like this was before Spotify. This was before like before I had Netflix. I didn't really get Netflix until I lived abroad in Europe in 2017. So it was before. Before that age, and it actually pushed me to make conversation and make friends with the people around me. I wasn't just glued to my device. So think about subscriptions. Do I need this whilst I'm away? Can I freeze it? Can I cancel it? And this like leads me on to my next thing: your rent and your bills. Okay. I know I'm going into real adult stuff here. Proper adulting. Proper properly thinking ahead like you might not be able to get to a computer every day you might not be able to have access to your cell phone every day whilst you're at summer camp or whilst you're working abroad so think ahead and get your affairs in order if that means setting up that direct debit because believe me when I say that you will not be wanting to try and 
to get in touch with your apartment complex or your landlord or your phone company whilst you're abroad. It's a huge and frustrating headache. Make sure you put those prepare. Make sure you put in the preparation and set up those arrangements ahead of time. So any if you need to pay rent on anywhere, make sure you prepay that or you set it up. Or if you still use checks, do people still use checks? I remember my university house, I um, post dated checks for my landlord um, whilst I was away in the summers because I didn't want to deal because he took checks. He didn't take direct debit at the time. Um, and I didn't want to like post a check or deal with like the money not getting to him. So I post dated checks and left them for I left them for him and he cashed them at the beginning of every month. And that was amazing. And that's kind of like the old age of direct debit. Setting up your direct debit, making sure that your phone bill is paid when it needs to be paid. You don't want to be adding extra fees because you missed the date. Because I'm gonna tell you, working at summer camp, days blend into each other and it's just a Friday at camp. You don't know what date it is. Like the dates fall out of your head. It's it's a surreal camp bubble moment when you're like, what date is it again? So set up that direct debit, make sure those bills are paid, make sure your rent is paid and all of that fun stuff. The next part of adulting I would say is I like to do it just personally, is gathering people's addresses. Like there's something magical about sending and receiving mail at camp. Like going old school, going back to basics, it's a special touch. And it's a special touch for yourself to receive mail because you get all giddy and excited. Like, oh, who sent me a postcard? Or who sent me like an actual written letter? And it's kind of cute to send things back home too it makes them feel special and I love doing it I all I I say always I in my early days at summer camp I would write to my family each of them once so I would write to my grandparents god rest their souls I would write to my family I would write to my sister um and I would write to my best friend and I would do that once and I remember my oldest sister, my second year at the Canadian camp, actually sent me her wedding invitation to camp. And that was something truly, truly special. And I was like, because I thought I'd miss out on that, on little things like that, because I wasn't home. Um, And that was really, really special. So gather those addresses, make someone's day. It, It will definitely be a highlight of your camp day when you get a letter as well. And then the final thing about getting your adult on, I would say is actually pack. Like, don't leave this to the last minute because you will definitely forget something. Like for instance, my first year at Canadian summer camp, I forgot sweatpants. Yes, I only packed two packs of leggings and everything else was shorts or skirts or dresses. And that was a faux pas. So check out, like, check out my past episodes with packing lists, check out my blog. Um, but also look over your own camp specific packing list as they know their camp best after all. Um, don't overpack on nice clothes, pack lots of clothes you can mix and match with, 
that you don't mind getting dirty or messy in because let's face it, summer camp is a messy place. So that is, I actually like plan out your packing because when you are last minute packing, you really don't think about it and you just chuck loads of things in. And when you come to unpack at the other side at your summer camp, you're like, why don't I have anything I need? Why on earth did I pack this? I'm not even going to wear this. I'm going to wear this once. So definitely plan your packing and actually pack a few days before. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Bethany, that all sounds well and good, but you told me exactly the things I will need to do before traveling, like how I'm actually going to prepare. So let me break things down a little bit further for you with breaking things down of what you should check off before a week before you leave, things that you need to do a day before you leave, and things you should do the day of your traveling. And this is what I have learned over the past 10 plus years of traveling. This is what I wish somebody had told me before I went traveling my first time. But to be honest, this checklist is something that you can do as you're leaving your university apartment, or if you're finishing up the year at a rental place and you're moving to somewhere else, this list could work for that as well. So let's buckle up, remember to save this, take notes, do what you need to do, because all of this is such valuable information and it really does help prepare you to make sure that you know, you won't forget anything, nothing slips through the cracks, and that when you come home after your adventure, you're not like, oh, what did I, what am I coming home to, okay, so let's dive in, so a week before you're traveling abroad, this is the things that you need to do, you need to firstly take care of your mail, this is fine if you're living in your parents' house, not a problem, like your parents will collect your mail for you. But if you're in like in living in university accommodation or you have your own place, you're gonna be away for a really long time. Who is gonna check your mailbox if you have a small mailbox? If you have any packages coming that you didn't think that you were gonna get, who's gonna get those for you? They can't stay on your front porch for three months. They're not gonna be there when you come home, let's be real. So, take care of your mail, make sure there's some accountability. And especially if you're like having anything from any establishment that you need to get on right away, then the people who are collecting your mail, if you give them responsibilities to open your mail, maybe they'll be able to tell you so you can actually get on it. But if you did the things that I told you before, about cancelling subscriptions or setting up direct debits, maybe none of that will, all of that will be avoided, so not an issue, but make sure you have somebody to take care of your mail. The next thing on the list that you should do a week before you travel is pay off any bills or schedule any automatic payments to avoid, to avoid any late fees. Again, that goes hand in hand with getting yourself set up, like I said earlier, with direct debits, with post-dating checks with whatever you need. Make sure everything is taken care of financially. 
okay? Next thing I would suggest is check all of your gadgets, all of your footwear, all of the clothes that you will need. So what I like to do a week before I go on a really long trip is I get everything out that I think I will need for the trip. I lay, I lay it all out um, and I just check either wear and tear of it. Um, I check how much of everything did I get out. Like if I got four black t-shirts out, do I need all four? If I didn't get any, if I got leggings out but there's holes from the previous time, oh, I need to buy a, a replacement for those leggings. Or, oh, I've got a pair of flip-flops, but they're damaged and the clasp doesn't work. Like, the clasp across the front is going to be finicky all, all of it. Okay, I need new flip-flops or I need new sandals. So, check everything. Footwear, clothes, any gadgets, that type of thing. A week before you go, make sure you have all of your toiletries and a first aid kit um, stocked or a sewing kit or whatever you take with you. Do you have everything? Is everything stocked? Maybe you used it last time and it's in there. So visually it looks like, oh, I've got toothpaste. But when you open up that box, maybe there's only a little bit left. So definitely look through all of those types of things and make sure that you are ready for your trip. A week before you travel, inform friends and family about your itinerary and maybe let them know of a date or an estimated date that you expect to return. This is great. Even if it's not set in stone, that's fine. But having a loose idea is great for them to know, okay, they're going to be at camp from this date to this date. Then they have three weeks to travel, but they have a return ticket booked for this date. So I know they're definitely going to come home on this date. And it just gives them a peace of mind as well. Like I said before, let your bank know that you're out of the country. Also a week before, if you want to take any physical cash with you, order your foreign currency now. So order your foreign currency at least a week before that you travel. So it's available in time for you to take. Some currencies, um, they have to order in. And they don't have the amount that you want on site, or they might not even just stock it on site. They might just be an order in service only. So be sure to do that a week before to give yourself some wiggle room because you don't want to be chasing around foreign currency and then having to do it at the airport because the airport is the worst place to exchange your money because they know that you have nowhere else to go. So the exchange rate is shocking. And last, but certainly not least, you must have this at least a week before you travel is suitable travel insurance. Now, why do I say suitable? Because one, you need medical insurance to enter any current country on a work visa. That's just a given. But suitable travel insurance means I might do some crazy things whilst I'm traveling. I might go bungee jumping. I might, if you're there for a winter season, I'm going to go skiing or snowboarding. Or maybe I want to go snorkeling or X, Y, Z. The list is endless. Horse riding. The list is endless. You want to make sure that your insurance covers you for all those types of activities 
that you want to participate in. You don't want to, God forbid, knock on wood, you go horse riding, for example, and the horse bucks and you go flying off the horse and break your arm. You want to be able to claim that on your insurance and any medical bills associated with that accident goes on your insurance. But what if your insurance funds doesn't cover an activity like horse riding? Then you have to pay out all of your medical expenses from that accident. That's a lot of money. So make sure you buy suitable travel insurance for you. Your suitable travel insurance might look different to somebody else's based on what activities you want to do. So make sure everything is covered. Make sure you have a really, really good policy because it's better to have it and not use it than to not have it and need it. So that is all the things I would suggest that you do at least a week before you leave. Now, moving on to a day before. This is the things that I would do a day before your travels. And to be honest, it's just a lot of it is preparing for when you get home. So a day before you travel, make sure you clean out all perishables from your fridge. You do not want to come home, open up that fridge and smell that gone off milk or see the rotten yogurt in there. Clean out all your perishables from your fridge and clean your fridge. Another thing you should do is take out all of your rubbish, all of your garbage. And I don't mean just from your kitchen. I mean from all through your spaces, through your bathroom, through your bedroom, an office space. Like anywhere that you have a garbage, take it all out. You don't want to attract anything whilst you're away. Okay? A day before you travel, this is a thing I love to do, is change your sheets and wash all of your laundry. You're like, why on earth would I do that? I'm I'm going away. I don't have anything. Because you're going to come back home with a lot of dirty clothes. Okay? And you don't want to come home to do a load of laundry and washing from your suitcase if you already have a full basket of clothes that you need to wash as well. You're going to be deflated. You've come home, you've got post-holiday blues, and then you see all of that. You don't want to do it. Why do I say change your sheets? Because you're going to be tired when you come in. You're going to want to just take a shower and collapse in bed once you get back. So at least when you get back, you can collapse in a relatively clean bed that you've made before you left. Um, And feel those home comforts that you've been missing rather than a smelly bed that hadn't been washed weeks before you left and then you just left it for a few months and now you're back and you're like Ugh, I wish I washed these sheets before I left believe me do it a day before you travel check in online check-in opens 24 hours before you fly Every mobile app, every airline has a mobile app that you can check in online. My top tip is to pre-save all of your information on the app so when you check in, you don't have to retype in your passport number. You don't have to say, type in your name and your passport expiry date. It's all there ready and waiting for you. 
all you have to say is no you don't have anything in your checked luggage and if you haven't already paid to pick your seat you can then pick your seat for free and check-in is done super simple super easy when you get to the airport then all you have to do is a bag drop off which is super simple and it's amazing so i suggest to everybody check in online 24 hours before your flight like i said in the paperwork before definitely make sure that you have copies of any important documents an important document to me is a passport insurance any visa paperwork make sure you have copies digital and offline and with somebody as your emergency contact a day before i travel i always check the weather forecast and my first destination and i kind of revise my luggage if needs be so i look ahead for the next three days of wherever my first thing's gonna be and if i see it's gonna rain and i haven't packed anything for rain maybe i revise that maybe i walk on the plane with something with a hood or make sure that i have an extra layer because i know it's going to be cold due to it maybe dipping a little bit lower than people anticipated just check it you'll thank me another thing i do a day before is confirm my accommodation reservation you can do this a day or 48 hours before you arrive and i just confirm to them that yes i will still be using this room i also like to tell them what time i'm arriving just so that they have a sort of guideline of when i will be arriving also if you're saying if maybe you're coming in on a red eye flight and it's a long flight check-in might not be until 3 4 5 p.m but you're arriving in the country say 10 a.m i like to give the hotel a heads up saying hi um my long flight actually arrives earlier in the morning at around 10 a.m i am thinking of coming to your hotel around 12 p.m i know check check-in is a little later than that but i'll be coming off a x hour flight is it possible to get an early check-in simple it's great to just let them know how everything's going and it keeps you in the forefront of their mind whatever you requested when you booked the accommodation request it again in this time frame a day before i fly i upload on my devices with all the necessary apps now you might be thinking what are necessary apps and i just say all of the apps that i would use whilst i'm traveling so this includes the airlines app because nowadays planes are getting more high tech but some planes i've been on they don't have tvs in the back of headdresses anymore they their entertainment is only accessible via downloading the airlines app on your devices and watching it via your phone and connecting to the airplane wi-fi and watching them on your phone so make sure you download whatever airline you're traveling with's app to make sure that you have access to that entertainment 
I would also download a currency converter. So you'll be able to see how much things are and not have to do the math in your head. I would download Google Maps and I would actually download areas that you're staying into an offline use so that if you don't have data or you're not connected to Wi-Fi, you still are able to navigate in a new city. I would also download, if you have like a travel debit card, download their banking app and set it all up before you go. Uh, I find this really easy to use and I find it less stressful to do it in the comfort of my own home than doing it in a hostel because especially with Apple, when you go to a different country, some apps might not be available to download in different countries. So (laughs) that sounds cryptic. I can't explain it. How do I explain that in a different way? I don't even know. Just Apple and companies don't always make their apps available worldwide. So if, say, you've bought a postcard, say, from the UK, the post office do travel cards now, which is amazing. You can have so many different currencies on this, like, travel debit card download that app, the post office banking app when you're in the UK, because in North America, they don't have post offices. They have the US Postal Service or they have Canada Post. And that's a totally different app. And you might not be able to download the UK post office app when you're in those other countries. Okay, so make sure you do it from the comfort of your own home, download that debit card banking app and set up anything you need to set up whether that's saving your personal banking information to it so it's easy to transfer money over, do that. Whether it is setting up your default currency to the country that you're going to, set that up. It'll be less stressful doing it in the comfort of your own home, believe me. Another thing that I download and apps that I use during my travels is this is of course you probably already have it is uber or lyft um again amazing great to have just on your phone ready to use because you know you might come from a town that doesn't use those you use the local taxi service which all them fall to you but if you're going to a big city this is what you need or even download the city that you're going to download their city transit app something like that to be honest I use google maps to navigate the city transit systems wherever I go they're pretty accurate with their times and their connections so it's just a little tip for you but yeah download any necessary apps onto your phone before you go A day before that you leave, make sure that you pack all your adapters and all of your devices chargers. I like to put these all in my hand luggage just for the pure fact that I know I have them. And if the line's really long in immigration, I have them. If there's plug sockets on the plane, I know I can use them with any device I have. Um, And yeah, hand luggage is 
the best to have for those types of things. And my final thing I would do a day before I travel is check your wallet, check your purse and remove any unnecessary items that you do not need for your trip. You do not need that Boots loyalty points card advantage card in your purse when you're going to North America. You do not need your Tesco club card points when you're abroad. You just don't need that. Take it out, put it in a safe place, leave it in your house. You do not need these cards with you. You're just carrying around dead weight, okay? So there's, that's all the things I would do a day before I travel. Now, finally, the day has arrived. You're traveling on this day. What do you need to do to prepare to get you on that plane? Well, you need to make sure that you have packed all your necessary documents, you have your tickets, you have your electronic devices, all in your carry-on luggage. Okay? We prepared them earlier in the week, we're now making sure they're in our hand luggage. We need to make sure you do not have any prohibited items in your carry-on luggage. Of course, that might seem simple in your head, but I have had nail clippers taken off me because of the thing that scrapes your dirt out from underneath your nails. That was on it, and that was considered a sharp weapon. Or I've had nail scissors taken off me. Um, And just remember, things in your country that are legal might not be legal to where you're going. So make sure you check that you don't have any of those items in your carry-on luggage. Because you will be stopped and moved aside and have your bag all tipped out in front for the world to see and it just be a set of nail scissors. Um, On your day of travel, be sure that your documents are packed in an easily accessible location. What do I mean by this? Don't put them at the bottom of your bag with your purse on top of it, your change of clothes on top of it, your laptop on top of it, your liquids on top of it, your water bottle on top of it. Make sure that, you know, they're there because when you are buying something from duty-free, you'll need your plane ticket to scan or they'll want to see your passport or something like that to purchase something. Um, When you get to immigration, they'll want to see all your documentation. They'll want to see your passport. They'll want to see your ticket. So make sure everything is easily accessible and you don't have to ferret through your bag to find everything. On your day of travel, make sure you've washed all your dishes and cleaned your kitchen and make sure you've dried everything and put it away. You don't want to come home to dirty dishes in the sink because you'll just have to throw those dishes away. Make sure that you switch off and unplug all electronic devices. You don't want to keep things plugged in and switched on. Believe me, you don't want that bill to come home to and it's just safer, it gives you peace of mind. Again, switch off all of the lights, make sure everything's switched off. Again, you don't want that energy bill. And lastly, on the day of travel, make sure you close and lock all of your windows and doors. Make sure you're not having that moment when you're 30,000 feet in the air and you're like, oh my God, I left my bedroom window open. You know, you'll just stress yourself out, you'll just panic call somebody in a panic state. So just check everything so you have peace of mind before you walk out of that door. 
And those are the things I would do before traveling abroad. I know, I know, I've thrown so much information at you. This episode has been very long, but I just wanted to paint the picture for you, break it down. I know it's easy to say something, but unless somebody says, you need to do this, sometimes it just doesn't sink in for people. I know four things in life I need to be told, do X, Y, Z, because... If I don't, I'll just think, okay, that's fine. That sounds good. So hopefully this has given you lots of ideas. Hopefully this has made you go, oh crap, I need to do so much stuff. Don't worry. You've got this. You'll be amazing. Let's adult it up. And thank you so, so, so much for listening to Bits and Pieces every single week. It means a lot. For all of you going out on your summer cab adventure for this summer, have the most amazing time. Don't worry, there are still going to be episodes for you dropping every single Wednesday. I am recording and adulting myself and preparing myself to make sure I've recorded to get that content scheduled for you because I know when I'm at camp, I'm going to be super busy, but I still want you to get this content. So, subscribe, rate, tell your friends. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. I'm happy to be a part of your journey as well. Thanks very much and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bits and Pieces for the Summer Camp Newbie by me, Bethany. You can find me on social media. I am Brit in the six on all my socials. Also, you'll be able to find me on my website where my blog is www.brittinthesix.com. Thank you very much and see you next time.